Gonna let that one run for a little bit. What's up, Easy? That's it. What up, Kev? How you doing, big man? Doing well. Welcome, everybody. Mad Handle Podcast, episode nine? Episode number nine. Almost to ten. Almost the big one oh. It's double digits, baby. We coming. We coming for you. Yo, man. Gr- some great hoops lately. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm enjoying it. I mean, you got so much stuff going on, and we got a lot to talk about, to be honest with you. I'm excited. Fun-filled pod for the listeners today. Fun-filled pod. We're prepared. We're ready. We're like ESPN kind of right now. I'm like Brian Winhurst if I didn't have three chins. (laughs) You got two, though, right? One and a half. Come on. I know you haven't been hitting the gym lately. It's hey, two. It's two. Peak physical condition. That's all I got to say. Three words. Peak physical condition. Oh, boy. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Dude, what do you say we start off with the Boston Celtics? I love it. I love it. I mean, they're in the midst of a three-game losing streak. I mean, they lost to, like, three like pretty average teams, the Heat, the Magic, and the Nets. Uh, you know, they're sitting fifth in the East at 25 and 18. Uh, I don't think a lot of people saw this coming for the Boston Celtics. Not at all. I mean, I, I was talking about for months. I mean, I was contemplating driving a jersey to bet the over on there uh, on the win-loss. Yes, yeah, I thought they were going to at least have 60 wins. At least. I mean, I know the over-under was 59. And I definitely went over on that, too. I was like, this team's winning, like, 65 games with everybody healthy. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know if you saw this or actually heard it, should I say, but in yesterday's game, uh, I'm just going to Games that work best for you to purchase your plan, visit brooklynets.com or call 718-NETS-T-I-X. Daniel Tice, second-year pro from Germany. You hear that in the background? And this Nets lead has been as large as 26. Boom. The Kyrie's leaving chance in Brooklyn. It's not good. I mean, it's – you hear the chance, and, I mean, what else can you say about that? I mean, I feel like their their fans know something that we don't. I mean – Preseason, all you heard, and offseason, all you heard was that Kyrie was was looking to come home. That's yeah. all anybody was saying. Yep. But then he himself did come out and was like, I'm here to stay. And he said it, like, wasn't it at a home game or something like that? Yeah, like getting the fans into it, like I want an extension. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I love the New York fans giving it to him. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's like kind of like his hometown. You know, he grew up in Jersey. We don't give a shit. We're still going to give it to you no matter what. And I also would like to think that if I'm a Nets fan, I hate the Celtics. Big time. Who, like, what Eastern Conference team doesn't hate the Celtics? No, but think about the trade. Oh, that's true, too. I completely forgot about that. I hate Danny Age. I hate the Celtics. I should have Brown on my team. I should have Tatum on my team. I should have. Yeah, All good players should be Brooklyn Nets. Exactly. I mean, they pulled off one of the biggest heists in basketball trade history, and I mean, they're still reaping the benefits of like of those early Danny Age 
error trades. Let's pull one out for Billy King. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, he's definitely not getting a job, like any no job. way. He got absolutely hosed. He set that franchise back like five, six years. At least. Big time. Uh, it, uh, that was kind of a weird team. They were, everybody was kind of older, so. Yeah, I mean, wasn't that uh, – that was the Russian dude. He's like, I want to win now. Yeah, Prokhorov. But it made sense. Like, if you're moving to a new city that has an established basketball team, why not come in and just try and kick ass right away? Yeah, guns. you're going to have to win fans over somehow, and, like, why not bring kind of, like, three of the biggest names in hoops, you know? Yeah, exactly. But let's not get too far uh, away from this topic here. Yeah, yeah. The Boston fucking Celtics. Like, what do you think is wrong with this team right now? So, okay, I'm going to ask – I'm going to counter your question with another question. Okay. Is there too much talent on this team? I think it's their main problem. Yeah, I mean. That sounds ridiculous to say. There's just too many chefs in the kitchen right now. I mean, it's crazy that they have at least like 12 players that they can play at any time during the game. And even like the end of the bench dudes – would be rotation guys on any other team. Yeah, it, they're just – they have so many good players on that team that it's just kind of, you know, where do these guys, like, get their minutes? You know guys like Hayward, Kyrie, Tatum, you know, even Jalen Brown. I know that he was kind of salty about moving to the bench, but these yep. guys want their minutes, and every one of their minutes is getting cut down by other players. Yeah. And it's like, you know, everyone kind of went with this whole boy wonder, Brad Stevens, you know, the analytical guy, getting guys into positions where they're best. Mm-hmm. But what does he do now? Like, how does he figure this out? See, that's the thing. He's never, he's never had like a talented – well, I shouldn't say a talent. He's never had to coach stars. Every True. team he's ever had has been the underdog Isaiah Thomas role player team that ends up winning like 50 games. For sure. Hayward snaps his ankle. Kyrie has a screw in his knee. He leads that team to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's like, but now he's got all the stars and all these, all these big heads in there. Yeah. It's tough. it's tough. And the worst part about it is like, it's Hayward. Yeah. Because you got to play him. He needs to get back. He's obviously not right yet. Definitely but, not. But, like, you gave him all the money. He's a vet. He is a good player. But I don't think you should be playing him right now. Not when you have guys like Tatum and Jalen Brown that could play more minutes. They're exactly. younger, more athletic, more ready to go. But, I mean, Hayward, you know, like you said it before, you know, he's just not right yet. He's only averaging 10 points a game. I mean, he's not this, you know, three-point, you know, specialist, but he's only shooting 32% from three right now. Uh, he just seems like he's a step late to, like, yeah. every, to everything on the court. Yeah. And it was a couple of weeks ago he, he blew up for that 30-point game. I think Kyrie was out, and he scored yeah. 30. And, I mean, the crowd was, was, like, over the top. It was like he dropped 60. It was wild. So you can see, like, they're rooting for him and they're into him and, like, that's their dude. But, like, when you have – I don't know. It's such a tough thing because it, it's, like, let's be real. It doesn't really matter right now. They're yeah. going to be in the playoffs. 
they need Hayward come playoff time. So get your feet right. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. You're pissing everyone else off in the meantime. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you see even like Tatum and Brown not really playing as well as they did last year. You know, and that's I think that's the thing. That's an issue with the minutes. Like they're just not getting enough time on the court to to get settled. You know that they're so used to playing all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, and you definitely see like some inner turmoil with the team with uh you know Marcus Morris and uh, Jalen Brown getting into it, yeah. and that and then a couple of games ago you have you know Kyrie yelling at Hayward at the end of the game. Yes. So that you know things are getting very interesting in Boston. That's for sure. And you see how Kyrie walked back his comments today. What did he say? He was like, um, like you know, like don't mistake my passion for anger. I just, I really want to win, um, but I will never publicly like criticize my teammates again. Okay. All right, Kyrie. Yeah, lose like three more games, and we'll see if that statement holds up. Yeah, hysterical. You know, one of the guys that I mean, going into the season, I I kind of couldn't wait for him to hit free agency because I really wanted to see like where he would go and like who would give him money. But uh, that's Terry Rozier. And and how much of a pay cut is he? Does he have to take now? It's definitely been a mess for him this year. Like, if, if he would have been a free agent last year, the guy would have got max money. Big time. Huge playoff. Was playing great. Yeah. And now this year, he's just a mess. I mean, he's, he's not really, like, a point guard. He's more of a scoring guard. True. But, I mean, he's only shooting 38% from the field and then 35 from three. Yeah. If you're a score-first point guard, those numbers got to be up. Big time. So, I mean – it's it's tough like uh, you don't I, I thought that maybe the Knicks should even make a run for him I thought that he was this you know really good point guard from how he played in the playoffs last year but uh it's you know kind of seems like you know these players are just and him they're just not used to being surrounded by so much other talent on that team I, I think that's what it is I mean some, some dudes just aren't like meant to be bench guys some guys can't play the 12 really hard minutes. Yeah. Really hard minutes. Some guys need the 20 minutes to get their legs hot, and then before you know it, then they're taking over the game. Like, I don't know, but it's tough. After this, you don't want to be the asshole team who throws in max money. Yeah, exactly. I could definitely see, like, I don't know, like something, someone like Charlotte like doing that, even though they have Kemba, just like something really stupid like that. Yeah. They can't get anyone else to go there. Yeah. So, you know, to kind of wrap this Celtics thing up, man, I mean, what do you think the solution here is right now? Honestly, and this is – I was going to say this in the beginning, but it would have ruined the following however long we talked about this. (laughs) They'll be fine. Yeah. They're going through a lull. They'll be fine. They're a five seed in the East. As long as they make top eight, they're in the playoffs. They're going to make noise in the playoffs. They'll be fine. They have Kyrie. Like I, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, and it's always tough playing. You know, once they do make the playoffs, it's always that much tougher to play in Boston in the playoffs. Totally. So they'll have that that home court. You know, they're guaranteed a few wins just from that. 
and aside from Bucks, Raptors, I really don't think there's anyone else who's like above and beyond that great in the East. I agree with you. You know, maybe Philly if they could just Jimmy Butler can just stop complaining all the time. Maybe I don't like that mix on that team. Yeah, that that that's for another day though. We could talk. We could go on for days about that team. Yeah, but um, you know, one of the things that I was kind of thinking of uh, before you know, we wrap up the Celtics here is, you know, a possible trade. Like we said, there is so much talent on this team. Mm-hmm. It might be best to just kind of cut cut out some of the, the fat and, you know, bring in a huge piece. And what like, do you have in mind? I think you know where I'm going. Uh-oh. The big AD, the unibrow. <sighs> okay, what's the offer? Because – if he's committed to the Pelicans this year, and it seems like they're going to ride it out because they're in the playoffs right now, aren't they? Yeah. Well, not they're real close. You have to knock their socks off with an offer. I mean, you're going to have to, to package Hayward, I think. Ooh, okay. Hayward, just to even match the money, you know, I would go Hayward. I would say Scary Terry. And I would probably throw in, like, Jalen Brown in a first-round pick. See, and I'm saying I'm saying I need Tatum or don't like like don't even call me back. Really? Yeah, dude. I need that's Tatum. tough. That's I need tough. a closer. You're getting arguably one of the best players in basketball. What if Gordon Hayward change, turns it around a little bit? See, that's a big that that's a big part, but I don't know. He's still a dude. That it's not like you're getting peanuts here. You're getting Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. Terry Rozier, who you could possibly re-sign. And I'm setting your team up for the next, what, three to four finals? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you know? But they're not in the same conference, so. That is true. It's not like they would have to run through them to get anywhere. That That is true. I don't I know. It'll be interesting. It's I'm very curious to see how this thing plays out. Definitely. You know, let's see if Brad Stevens – and Danny Ainge can get there, knock their heads together a couple of times and, and pull out something in Boston. Well, we'll see. I hope they crash and burn, but I think they'll be fine. I know. Too much talent. But speaking of talent, otherworldly talent, uh, Luka Doncic. Ha-ha. <laughs> My man. My long-lost European son. <laughs> it looks like Dirk's son, to be honest with you. That's it. Probably was. Dirk was just plowing back in Germany. Dude, honestly, you know what's funny? What? That could probably line up. Yeah, I think Dirk could be his dad. <laughs> that would be – oh, man. I need, like – they got to go on Maury or Jerry or one of those shows. <laughs> we need a paternity test. Dirk, the results show that you are the father. Ah! <laughs> Luca! <laughs> they, like, do it in, like, the, the Dallas Arena, American <laughs> Airlines Arena. They just have a, a packed crowd, more Cubans commentating on it. You look at Dirk, and he, just, and he hits him with the Kevin Hart. No! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he just runs away. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of family, have you seen Luca's mom? No. Good or bad? Good. Very good. Just a smoke show. Man. I'm wondering if any players on the team have tried to uh, get at her yet. They keep Dante uh, Delante West away from her. 
Oh, big time. <laughs> what a name drop. Delonte. Right. He's, but, that's the only player I get like, dude, that's the best. I really hope he fucked LeBron's mom. Yeah, big time. I hope that was true. That's just such a big thing to hang, hang over somebody's head. That is just a baller-ass move. Especially the best player in, of basketball. Like, yeah. Arguably ever. Like, oh, you know, I got an MVP. I got two rings. Yeah, I fucked LeBron's mom <laughs> while I was his teammate. Nailed it. Like, what? They traded me because I fucked LeBron's mom. <laughs> Good old Delonte West. Man. Oh, my God. But, yeah, let's get – let's reel ourselves back in here. <laughs> back to Luca. Back to Luca. Uh, honestly, this team I thought had a couple of years – of rebuilding that they had to do. And pretty much in one draft, they were able to do that with one player, and that's him. How? Dude, this is the epitome of, like, like why Hinky did what he did, why the Sixers did what they did, except it didn't take them eight years to pull it off. They did it in one season. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. I mean, they literally just stole this player from Atlanta – from Sacramento, these, they didn't even try to get them. Like, like idiots. It's unbelievable. And honestly, like going into the whole draft, I remember like seeing him play, knowing that he was like one of the top guys. And I was, you know, not sold, to be honest, just because he is a European player. I was like, you don't draft European players, number one. Like, you just don't do it. And, dude, I am fucking dead wrong on this guy. I'm really shocked that the Suns were so into Aiden. Yeah. Like, you know who their coach is, right? No. Is he the guy that used to coach him in Barcelona? Yeah, that's that's Doncic's old coach. Damn. So I was like, oh, well, Phoenix is going to take like, Doncic. Yeah. All the reports were like, nope, Aiden, Aiden. And they told Aiden, and Aiden's like, I'm going one. I was shocked. Me too. And, like, and I don't. Booker and and Don- and Doncic, I know. I, yeah, that would be really nasty, actually. But um, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Suns got themselves a guy that could potentially be twenty and ten for the next fifteen years. It's true. Yeah. But Duke's uh, Luca's got. He's got an extra like little something to him. Like the, he's a franchise changer for sure. Yeah. I mean, look at his numbers this year. He's going to be an All Star. He's averaging twenty six and five. Like, every night he's doing something different that, like, is all over social media. Oh, yeah. And that's what's kind of cool, too, is, like, how much social media has taken of this guy. Dude, he's honestly, like, moving up into, like, the top three of my favorite players. He's like, leading the all-star votes or something absurd like that. He's leading, a, like, a ton of the top guys in, dude, like, in all-star votes. Dude, he's cocky. He's fun to watch. Yep. And he's he's a baller, man. Like, he's going to become one of the NBA's most marketable players. Yeah. I that's, can see that. That's like surpassing any European player right now. That's for sure. Especially over KP. Yeah, right? The guy can't stay on the court. Luka's just balling right now. But, I mean, you know, kind of going back to that European player stigma mm-hmm. and, like, just just – the bust rate for these players, you know, Yanni Vesely, Andrea Bargnani, Darko, you know, Dragon Bender. 
I think too many teams have been burned, and that's kind of why he had he didn't go number one. No, you're right. That's right. just uh, those are all dudes you just read everybody, and the most accomplished guy on there is is who? A Darko because of the rings, but he never played. Maybe Bargnani just because he actually played. Right, and that's sad. Andrea Bargnani, like, are you fucking kidding? I still can't believe we traded a first-round pick for that fucking loser. I know. What were we thinking? Like, a first-round pick? Like, oh, we lost to the Pacers because they're they're really big. We we need an inside presence. Let's trade a first-round pick for Bargnani. (laughs) Andrea Bargnani, the dude that just has a second home behind the three-point line. I'll always, whenever I think of that dude, I think of that that quick little gif of him playing deep defense. It's a home game. He's on the Knicks. And the guy's like dribbling towards him, and he's just kind of jumping up and down in the air. (laughs) Do you know the the gif I'm talking about? Yeah, definitely. He just like bounces up and down in a couple directions, and it's like, what in the fuck are you doing? That describes his whole career. I think every coach was just like every game watching this guy play like, what the fuck? And he got paid. Got paid. Set for life. Kids set for life. Big time. Sitting here drinking a Bud Light and sweatpants, making fun of Bargnani. You kidding me? He's yeah. making fun of me. He's no, he is. Look at this dude with the sweatpants trying to talk <laughs> shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. But like just reading, like like you said, reading those names off, it's pretty embarrassing. And these were like top you know, five selections for teams. Like, you don't want to miss on a top five pick. And like, but you remember how hot Jan Vasily's girlfriend was? Yeah. That was worth the pick alone, man. He won that draft. <laughs> do you think, like, NBA teams, like, you know, they, like, do – you know, they obviously do their research. They find out who these people's parents are, their girlfriends, this and that. Do you think people hold players that have hot girlfriends in higher regard? Maybe even less regard. You think? This like this, this is like bad for the locker room. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got a couple dudes fighting over. Like you can't have that. That's true. That's a good point. Actually, I didn't think of it that way. You know what I mean? You got all right, like. Maybe the re- reason John Wall and Bradley Beal hate each other is because Beal walked in with a smoke show. Before you know, John Wall's doing his muscle dance trying to win her over. His <laughs> muscle dance looking like a homeless bum. <laughs> it's not a good look. Nah, definitely not. But the Mavs got a good one. The Mavs definitely got like a franchise-changing dude. And just the way that he's been playing – I think this just makes Dallas an attractive place to play for free agents. You know, they're going to have like 60 million in cap when uh, Wesley Matthews' contract is up this off season. They could really turn this team around pretty quickly. And that's kind of like, like that's the biggest thing. Because let's think, I mean, they want, they finally win a title. They let Tyson Chandler leave because they're like, no, we don't want to give you big money. We're going for the stars. And they struck out on Dwight, Deron Williams, any other. I forget the other dudes that they thought that, oh, DeAndre Jordan when he was locked in his house with the Clippers. Yeah. Like, dude, they just kept missing out on guys. So 
what's going to be like very like cool to see is if like guys want to go to Dallas now. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch. And I've never really been a Mavericks fan, you know, slowly turning into it just because of this guy and probably my girlfriend, but just because of this guy. Listen, I'm going to tell you as an honorary Mavericks fan, since uh, as long as I can remember, we don't want you around now. No, I want to be. I want to join. Because you know what? I remember you making fun of me as I'm wearing my Dirk jersey. I'm just not a Dirk guy, man. And he's, he's never going to do it. He's a bum. I'm not a Dirk guy. Let's I don't know what it is about him. Let's save this. We could, This is a conversation that's going to go in a couple of minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, yeah. But um, let's uh let's jump in back into Luca for a second. Yeah. And like, let's just end it off with, like, what are what are your thoughts on this guy? Like, what do you like about him? Because like, I think the dude's just the, the the guy's game is complete. He's got everything. I think so too. I read a very interesting article today. What on was the- that? I'm actually going to do a little shout out to my boy Bill uh, Bill Simmons at the Ringer. Bill Simmons. Yeah. So, book of basketball. Everyone's got to read it. if you're a hoops fan. Bill Simmons' book of basketball. Amazing. First and last book I ever read. Yeah. Book actually. Um, but so they did this whole article on like rookie of the years and what does it mean to be a rookie of the year and is it as prestigious as we make it out to be. Yeah. Like, all right, let's run through the last couple of Rookie of the Years because odds are Luke is going to be the Rookie of the Year. True. You're looking at, not in any order, just from like what I can remember, Ben Simmons, Malcolm Brogdon, um, Tyreek Evans. Okay. Uh, who else? Just a long time ago, but he was in the article. Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah, okay. Um, I think I get your point a little bit. So there's, I don't know, let's see what happens with these dudes. A lot of these dudes don't really amount to shit because they're on bad teams. Someone's got to put up stats. Granted, Luke is making some wild plays, and he's, like, finishing over tough defenders, and he's staying in the game. Like, I love that. But let's see what happens for the next couple years when teams start to really scout him, when teams know that he's the number one option. Wow, you're doubting him. You're doubting Luca. Listen, I'm just throwing in another angle here. Right? Are you wanna... butthurt that he's taking over the Mavericks from Dirk? <laughs> well, listen, it's a year too early. Dirk's still around, so move the fuck over. Right? <laughs> Who's getting those shots at the end of the game? I'll tell you right now, once Dirk's back 100%, you throw that ball down to him on the elbow, he's getting you a bucket. Oh, boy. Well. You know what? Since you had to go the other way on Luca on this one, I'm gonna let you know that Luca, even though that he's patient, you know he's got like great vision. Dude already plays like a vet. He's a rookie. He's got that closer in him, dude. He's got sure. that. I want that ball at the end of the game, and I will take your team out. Like, did you see how pissed he was a couple weeks ago when that De- when uh, when Dennis Smith Jr. got the final shot? And he yeah. didn't shoot it in enough time, and the buzzer went off. He was fuming. Pissed. And he looked over at Carlisle like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what I like about him. No, yeah, that, that was pretty ballsy. And yeah. then now you see Dennis Smith Jr. in fucking trade talks. Exactly, which is hysterical. But um, 
Let me read you two things about Luca when it's crunch time. Right now, he's tied with LeBron James, and they're both ahead of Kevin Durant. Just they're two of the best players alive, but for points scored during the last five minutes of a game where the difference is just five points or less. Those are clutch baskets, am I right? That's true. And while he's doing that, when it is crunch time, he's shooting almost 54%. That's better than Harden, KD, and Kawhi. Damn. Closer. Hey, that's all right. Listen, I'm on the Luka train. Move over, Mariano (laughs) Rivera. There's a new closer in town. Hey, y'all don't say that. Yeah, y'all do say that. Yeah, y'all don't say that. Y'all do say that. It's the best fucking closer in MLB history. Oh, my God. The closer's not even a real position. All right, relax. Cue the answer, Sandman. Oh, my God. You want to stick with some uh, European players, man? Yeah, because you, uh, you brought up my boy. And it's just it's a convenient transition going from Luca, our latest European uh, prospect, into just the best goddamn Euro player of all time. Honestly, the best international player of all time, but we can have that discussion another oh, day. There's no fucking chance. Dark. International, no listen, Euro, yes. International, no. He's gone. He's done everything that you could do. He's so has Hakeem Olajuwon, and Hakeem Olajuwon has done it twice. Yeah, and he never revolutionized that position. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah? How many yeah. people are trying to be like Hakeem? Literally every center growing up in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, as I said that, I knew that was a bad argument. <laughs> but, like, dude, Dirk was a stretch four before anyone knew what a stretch four was. He is the last superstar, lone superstar, to win a championship. Oh, and he'll be, the oh, last, he'll be the last superstar <laughs> to win a championship on his own. Mark Here my words, go. the NBA is too much of big three, multiple stars. He took out the Heatles <laughs> on his own with but, Jason Terry and 90-year-old Jason Kidd. All right, all right. Uh, I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. Don't get me started. He, he's my boy. Still, though, I mean, you great. I'll give it to you. You know, European player, he he's the greatest European player of all time. But it's just funny, like listening and like listing off some of these names that are European players. Nothing really. I mean, there's some good players there, but it doesn't really like wow you. It's it's pretty it's pretty wild, isn't it? Like the difference in talent. Yeah, going from you know. North America, basically, to against Europe. Or, okay, as I said that, I, I almost wanted to kind of walk that back. It, it, like, is it a difference in talent or is it a difference in athleticism? Yeah, I think, it, yeah, it might be athleticism. I mean, talent. Because these are playing pro ball at, like, 15, 16. Ricky, like, Ricky Rubio is playing professional basketball since 14, 15 years old. Oh, my God. Ricky Rubio, he mentions, oh, boy. Is he not a, a starting caliber point guard in the NBA? Yeah, I guess. He's a playing forever. Yeah, I but guess. he's not on like ESPN top ten. I thought that was a good comparison. No, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, actually. Ricky Rubio. I, I I do like him. 
I mean, there's there's just so many different European players like Sabonis, Shrimp, Peja, Pal, yeah. the Gasol brothers. True. So I don't know. I mean, those I'm are some... talking like top Europeans of all time, though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I mean, in terms of like, what do you think? Like, what is it? Talent or is it just you know like athleticism or what? So I mean, that, that's why I kind of I was like, maybe I should like rephrase that that question before because a lot of this stuff, I mean. Sometimes, I mean, yes, it's a lot, lot of skill and it's a lot of things like that. But, I mean, let's ask one of the biggest busts that I can remember, especially as a Knicks fan, Frederick Weiss. A- ask him, what does he think about athleticism or talent as Vince <laughs> hangs his nutsack on his face? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that dude's much more athletic than anything I've ever seen. I doubt Frederick Weiss was like, oh my God, I never thought of just jumping over another human being and dunking it. I this think it was just be like, great. I could clap my nuts on people's faces. Yeah. Oh my God. How come I didn't think of that? I think it was more <laughs> like, I can't fucking do this. Vince Carter jumped over me. <laughs> I can't do this. I'm not coming to the NBA. <laughs> Thank you for drafting me, New York Knicks, but keep your money. <laughs> I'm staying over here. I'm staying here where people don't clap their nuts in my face. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I'm actually crying right now. (laughs) That's pretty great. So, like, in that regard, I'm like, "Ah, I think it might be, like, an athleticism thing. Yeah. (laughs) And I I do like how you broke that down. That's pretty good. (laughs) The nut clapping effect. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's reel it back in for a second. Jeez, cheese and rice, huh? Um, You got to cue the laugh track on that one. Yeah, big time. All right, going back, we we went through who we think. (laughs) I can't, I can't stop laughing. That's pretty good. The freaking the the Med Handle podcast at the (laughs) outtake. The nut clapping effect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we named the best player, the best, or who we think the best European player of all time is. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Obviously, I know it's Dirk, but after Dirk, who's your favorite European player? Oh, that, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, growing up, there were two teams that I loved. Yeah. It was the Dallas Mavericks because of that whole Steve Nash, Nowitzki, Michael Finley, that whole team. Yep. And then the Sacramento Queens. The Sacramento Queens. I loved that team. So did Robert Ory and the Lakers. <laughs> but so if, if I'm going to bring up a Euro, it's Pager. And one of the greatest fun facts is that Page was on that 2011 Ma- Mavericks team. That is a fun fact. And Which, I, sick! I'll agree with you there, man. Like, Page was just so smooth, silky smooth on the court. Yeah. Like, his jumper is probably one of the nicest, like, jump shots I think I've ever seen. You know, him and, like, Allen Houston, just always perfect form. Yep. Um, and dude, the dude could pass. He could run with the, the you know, with Jason Williams – and Bobby oh, yeah. Jackson, that whole team, you could run with them and make those crazy passes too. Yep. But uh, 
I think I got for my top European player, like my favorite guy. I gotta go with Pau Gasol. Oh, big nice. Pau. Okay. Pau, Pau, Pau. He. Uh, I hope he didn't hang around too long. Yeah, I, I think that's what what's going on. Because like no one talks about him at all, and like as far as like big Euro or top Euro players and things like that. And dude, that guy was a stud. Stud man on the Lakers, like going from Shaq to him, like. It, I, I understand, like, Shaq's this monster. He's my favorite player to ever play. But it wasn't that huge of a drop-off when you had Powell in the middle. No, and that, that tr- the triangle offense with him, Lamar, and, uh, and Bynum, that was big time. Yeah. And Kobe, of course, doing Kobe's thing. Of course. I was like, did he just not mention Kobe? Well, like, I feel like that was <laughs> no. a front court thing, you know? Like, they always did that, like, high-low passes and that whole sh- all that stuff. Yeah, I, I do. And that's why I liked him. I liked him on that Laker team. You know, he wasn't this soft European dude. He was actually pretty tough. He'd always battle. And, uh, you know, besides his offensive game, dude, he was a pretty good defensive player too. Oh, yeah. So, like, he took away from that, like, European, like, these guys are soft type for him. And uh, so that's what, the reason why I think he's my favorite uh, European player. I always wish. So it's like a funny. I remember reading this article back. Like, remember when he was on the Bulls before the Spurs? Yeah. So he was thinking about going to OKC. Okay. He checked, and that was when it was still like a Durant and Westbrook OKC. That would be a nice addition. Yeah, I think it was like right when they got Cantor, they didn't get Pow, so they got Cantor or something like that. Right yeah. around that time. And he didn't go with OKC because he liked, like, the museums and the culture of Chicago. It was more shit to do, and, like, he liked that part of it. But I was like, damn, if he was on that OKC team, that would have been fun. Yeah, I think he would have been, like, that piece, like... But I'm saying, like, an end-of-career pal with Durant and Westbrook? Yeah. You think that's got championship written on it? I don't know. It would have been a lot more fun than whenever the hell they rolled out with Perkins and fucking those other bums. Oh, that's true. Oh, man. Lots of European talk today. I like it. What's your favorite European country? Uh, hmm. Well, just because I've been there, Brussels. Brussels was sick. Is Brussels a country? Belgium. I'm sorry. <laughs> Belgium. Brussels in Belgium? Something like that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Just giving geography <laughs> lessons now, too. <laughs> All right, how about you? Obviously, I'm a Polak, so Poland. Uh, so I should have said Italy, I guess, right? <laughs> I guess. Fuck it. Uh, the Italian Stallion's going to be Brussels. pissed off at you now. Brussels is my favorite country. <laughs> better watch out for the <laughs> mafia. <laughs> Fucking Joey Bag of Donuts about to take you out. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. All right, moving forward, man. Wait, what is that? Do you hear that? <clears throat> heat check! Uh-oh, heat check, heat check. Splash Brothers. That's it. Chef cooking with the pot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, what do you got for heat check? So, speaking of Chef Curry, we uh, it looks like we got Bookie coming back this week. Big Book? Let's, I can't wait to see him like not be able to move or run up and down the court and expect to get a bunch of like, 10 oh. low post touches a game. Oh, I think he's going to come out there. He's going to be an animal. 
He's going to be trash, and I can't wait. It's going to be an absolute animal. He's going to go 20 and 20 his first game. Dude, he, fucking 10 assists. He was fat pre tearing his Achilles. He's not fat. He's. Are we going? Are we getting into this again? You can't be fat and like rely on athleticism and then tear your Achilles and still be fat. He's not fat. He ain't skinny. Oh boy. If you know what. You're fat, all right? <laughs> you line me up in a 40-yard dash with Bo- with Boogie. I'll get there and back before he makes it down there. No way. <laughs> yeah, I get smoked. What do you think your 40 time would be? Uh, I mean, what is a good 40 time? Let, let's start with that. Like a, a fast 40 time, like like NFL combine type, is like probably like 4.3. Oh, geez. Okay. I'm probably, I'm probably coming in like right about like 12. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll do better than 12. Okay. I, you think I'll be in double digits? Probably, right? No, I think you'll be like six or six. Like, like Eli Manning's probably like a seven. Yeah, but he's still a pro athlete. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like – like we make fun of these dudes, but they they're still way more athletic than we are. Do you, so you don't think you're faster than an offensive lineman? See, I'd like to think I can move faster than a dude who's like triple my size, but these guys are quick. That's true. Oh, there goes my whole argument. You know what? Listen up, the podcast fans. Any of the fans of Mad Hendo uh, podcast, if you know any offensive linemen or defensive, no, defensive linemen are quick. We only yeah, no, no, go guys. offensive. You got we a better chance. Big and fat guys that would want to race me and Kev in a forty-yard, uh, forty-yard dash. So we'll get, we'll get. If you can beat us, we'll give you some free T-shirts. We don't have T-shirts yet, so stickers. But uh, <laughs> we'll make. You're not shirt. supposed to tell people that. <laughs> Who cares? It doesn't matter. We'll give you free cars. You're not beating us. <laughs> oh man! All right, what's your heat check this week? My heat check is we talked about this last episode. That man, that beard, James Harden, dude scored over 400 points in 10 games. That's insane. Channeling his inner Kobe Bryant. Not even man. This is like a this is a historic run that he's on right now. It really is. He's just kicking ass. Kicking ass, taking like 55 shots a game. Doesn't matter. He's just chucking them. And what's even worse for every basketball fan out there is they just lost Clint Capella for three to four weeks. I know. We were just so talking that, about how good he was. That means he was taking 50 shots a game. Now he's taking 65 shots he's a game. taking 65. Yeah, definitely. I hope you like fucking one-on-one, one-on-five basketball for two hours. And they still win. Horrible. They still fucking win. Horrible. All right, what you got for dunks this week? Who are you putting on the poster? You go first. Oh, all right. So let's cue it up here. This is going back to the Sunday afternoon matinee game at the Garden when Joel and B reminded us all why he's a two-way stud. <laughs> what is this, a movie track? It's pretty good. One game absence with a sore right ankle. Conley back into the game, defending it. He had his way anyway. Joel, four of nine. He's got eight here in the first half. Wanted that foul as well. Look at the officials. No dice. Oh, and Bede, another block, his third of the first half. 
Gets it back to McConnell, who's dropping down the... Just three huge plays in a row. You dump it to him in the post, gets the bucket, comes down, blocks the layup, then dunks it on the fast break. Dude, I love when he blocks a shot. All you hear is, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just screaming it out. That's great. I wish I was tall and I could block shots because I would always be saying that. Give me that. Oh, yeah. All right. My poster is of our boy, Luca. Actually, I should say my boy because you're – you're not giving him as much love as I thought you would be. But uh, <laughs> Luca with the sick alley-oop pass. He is really struggling shooting the basketball. 24% from three this year for Draymond. Behind the back. He finished it that time. Look at that pass, dude. What was he? I think what I liked even better was the splitting of the of the de- defense. Takes dude. the pick and roll, splits the defense between, like, behind his back. Oh, it was wild. Dude, that was nuts. Great play. Uh, you know, if you check out our Instagram, we'll probably put that up in our story uh, either tonight or tomorrow. Yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, two great plays. Love. <sighs> Give me that. Just out of nowhere. <laughs> Blocking the shot. Dude, what do you say we end this motherfucker off with some gambling? Because I did bad yesterday, and I think I'm going to get back on the wagon today. Do it. The Kev's on it. I'm going with Chicago tonight, which they're getting seven versus the Lakers. Like, Lakers have been dog shit. LeBron isn't playing. I think this is a good chance for Chicago to win. Uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. Not too much confidence there. I I don't support that pick at all, but all right, man. And then I'm going with the Warriors. They're giving... Uh, one and a half points against uh, Denver today. The game's in Denver. Okay. I think it's going to be Golden State's kind of statement game. Like, yeah, you're the number one team in the in the West, but, you know, we're still top, top ding-a-ling. That's true. I could see them coming out and, and playing a little extra hard tonight. We'll see, though. I mean, hopefully, hopefully I win some money, dude. I did terrible this weekend. Got every one of my NFL picks rolling. I guess that's why I should stick to basketball. <laughs> no, we'll see how you do tonight. You make sure to keep keep us uh, posted ne- next week. I like uh, I like the gambling picks, but I want to know how you did off the gambling picks. Like, next all right, week. we'll start off with that. By yeah. the way, quick shout out: new Twitter. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're everywhere. We're slowly getting everywhere. Follow us. Add us. Tweet us. Be us. Mad Handle Podcast. Woo!